So let's look at Philippians chapter 128 in the Amplified Version. You may be seated in children's churches dismissed at this time. I love what Brenda said the other night as she was preaching. We must stay at our post. You know, when I was sitting there listening to that wonderful message on prayer, we must stay on our post. We must not coast. In other words, we not We must not soho. My my my. Glory to God. I'm just saying it in tongues. Hallelujah. We must not coast. We must not rest on our laurels. We must not look back longingly at yesterday, for it's a new day. It's a new year. It's a new season. The best is yet to come, says the Lord of hosts. So rejoice and be glad. Do not draw back nor be sad, for this is the day that the Lord has made. This is the day and this is the hour for the whole earth to be filled with my glory and with my power. Believe it, know it, declare it, pray it, and you shall see it, says the Lord of hosts. Hallelujah! Woo, my, my. Now look at Philippians 1.28. We're going to look at that in the Amplified Classic Version. And I've got it here, so that's good. It says, and do not for a moment be frightened or intimidated in anything by your opponents and adversaries. Amen? For such constancy and fearlessness will be a clear sign and proof sent, sealed to them of their impending destruction, but a sure token and evidence of your deliverance and salvation and that from God. And so in the context of what just happened in Orlando, in the context of what happened in San Bernardino and in Paris and in Brussels and all over the Middle East, we are not to be intimidated. We have an opponent. He is the devil. He is evil spirits operating through men and women, bringing terror into the earth. But you and I must not draw back. We must not be intimidated. We must, as Brenda said, we must stay on our post. Stay on your post of prayer. Turn the stinking television off. Stop listening to all them talking heads. And just start praying in the Holy Ghost. Praying in the Spirit. And, And this also applies for your own life. The enemy wants to intimidate you with the spirit of fear. It may be a disease, it may be lack, it may be poverty. But you and I are not for a moment to be frightened. And that's because he didn't give us a spirit of fear. But a power and a love and of a sound mind. And so here's what happens. Such constancy or consistently operating in faith and walking by the spirit of faith and by the spirit of faith, spirit of prayer... And fearlessness becomes a clear sign to your enemy that soon and very soon he's heading for the bottomless pit. Amen. That boy going down. He's going down. Impending destruction. And it is a sure token or a sign of evidence of your deliverance and of your salvation which comes from God. So what do you say here at Heart of the Bay? We stay at our post. We don't allow ourselves to coast. We don't get in fear. We don't throw up our hands and say, even so, Lord Jesus, come. 
He's coming. Amen. But he's not coming until he's done. And he's not coming until he's reaped the full precious fruit of the earth. Amen. Amen. And you and I have a big part to play there. And so I want to encourage you to to pray for your police officers. Pray for your nation. Pray in the Holy Ghost. And let's see God show up big time. Amen? All right. Let's get into the Word. Father, thank you so much for your Word tonight. Thank you for the spirit of prayer that's here. And now, Lord, we switch gears to look at an all-important subject tonight. I thank you, Lord, that faith comes by hearing and hearing by the Word of God. And so as we open up our hearts unto this brand new series on you, our source of supply, we are all ears, ears to hear, hearts that are receptive to deposits of grace in our life. And Lord, we praise you. We love you in Jesus' name. And everyone said amen. Amen. So we're going to look at a lot of scriptures in coming weeks concerning him being your source and he's your source of supply. In 1 Corinthians, the 8th chapter, and we want to look at verse 6. 1 Corinthians chapter 8 and verse 6. But to us there is but one God, the Father of whom are all things, and we in him, and one Lord Jesus Christ, by whom are all things, and we by him. Now, it's no mystery that many people in this day and this hour are facing overwhelming financial challenges. They look at their paycheck, and they look at their needs, and they may wonder, how are we going to pay for this? How are we going to make it? Where will the money come from? What are we going to do? The word of the Lord was delivered through Brother Copeland back in 2011, And a portion of the word that he had was this. Don't look to the government for your supply. Don't look to other people for your supply. He says, Jesus is our source. The blessing of Abraham is our supply. And the word of God is our supply. Now, in the Amplified, in the classic version, it says this. And we're going to wait till we get it up on the screen. We don't have to be in a hurry to go through 25 scriptures. We may get a few. But let's just concentrate and look to the Lord to give us fresh manna tonight. In the Amplified, it says this. Yet for us, there is only one God, the Father. Amen? Only one God, not many gods, but only one God, one God, the Father, who is the source of all things, from whom we have life and one Lord Jesus Christ, through and by whom are all things and through and by him we ourselves exist. I want you to pay particular attention to that one phrase, who is the source of all things. And so the purpose of this study in these weeks is to renew our minds and become fully persuaded 
that God our Father is in fact our source for everything that we may need. For everything that we may need. Now look over at Philippians, the fourth chapter, and verse 19. Philippians, the fourth chapter, and the 19th verse. But my God, your God, our God, the one and only God, hallelujah, shall supply all your need according to his riches in glory by Christ Jesus. One translation says, And my God will give you all you have need of from the wealth of his glory in Christ Jesus. From the wealth of his glory. One of the definitions for glory is wealth. The Amplified says it this way, My God will liberally supply I like that word. Your God and my God is a liberal God. He will supply. He'll fill to the full. And here's some other words that I'm going to put in there. He will cram. He will furnish. He will satisfy. He will finish. And he will complete all your needs, employment, requirements, lack in business according to his riches. His money and his possessions in glory. By Christ Jesus. Say it with me. My God is furnishing and satisfying, completing and fulfilling all of my needs and all of my requirements. Hallelujah. One portion of the message says, you can be sure that God will take care of everything that you need. Another says, My God shall supply all that you need from His glorious resources. Glorious resources. Abundance. Abounding. Copious. Running over, teeming, whew, resources. Hallelujah. Now go to James chapter 1 and verse 17. Our supplies, our supply and your supply comes from him and his riches in glory. James 1.17 says this. The Amplified. We'll wait till we get it up there. Ha, 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 devil. Devil didn't want you to hear this, but you're going to hear it. You're going to do it. You're going to act on it. You're going to see it. Abundance. I prophesy abundance into your household. I prophesy abundance into your pocketbook. I prophesy abundance of peace into your soul. Abundance of health into your body. I declare abundance 
into your life in the name of Jesus. James 1.17 says this, Every good gift and every perfect, free, large, full gift is from above. And it comes down from the Father of all that gives us light. Hallelujah. Another translation says this, Every good endowment that we possess and every complete gift that we have received comes from above. From the Father of lights, of all lights, with whom there is never the slightest variation or shadow, I love this, of inconsistency. Aren't you glad that we serve a God who says, I am the Lord and I change not? He'll never be inconsistent in his love for you. He'll never be inconsistent in his will for you, which is abundance. Hallelujah. We serve a consistent God. We look at the word of God at any time of day or any time of night, and it never changes. Consistency. Hallelujah. So what we need to do then is be persistent and aggressive with bulldog faith where our covenant is concerned because it's not a question of trying to talk God into a notion of meeting your needs. He is consistently meeting your need. Forever, O Lord, your word is settled in heaven. Glory to God. I think we ought to just raise our hand and shout a minute. (laughs) Hallelujah. Whoa, bless the Lord, oh my soul. I just sense faith is rising up tonight. Glory to God. Stop looking at yesterday. Stop looking at yesterday. It's like Brother Hershey says, behold the Lamb. How do you behold the Lamb? You behold the Word. Because the Lamb of God is the Word of God that has not only taken away the sin of the world, but He has literally pulverized disease, pulverized poverty, and He said that He would meet your need. Now look over at Deuteronomy chapter 28, and notice with me in a verse there, in verse 12. Deuteronomy 28 and verse 12. The Lord, if he's in a good mood, will open unto thee his good treasure. No, he's consistent. Remember that. The Lord shall open unto thee his good treasure. What do you suppose his good treasure looks like? And the good news is it's open. It's open to those who will receive. It's open to those who will believe. Well, I'm praying that the windows of heaven will be open. They're open. All you've got to do is cooperate with spiritual principles, and his good treasure is yours. Another translation says, 
the Lord will open up his storehouse in heaven. Hallelujah. There are spare parts in heaven. Spare parts, body parts in heaven. The CEB says, the Lord shall open his own, listen to this one, well-stocked storehouse. Well-stocked. You ever been to a place where you wanted to get something and you went to the shelf and it was empty? And you wondered why? Well, you know why. It either wasn't in the store or it hadn't been stocked. Well, when you go before the throne of grace and you come to him in the name of Jesus, you'll never find an empty shelf. His resources are well stocked. Still another translation says this. God will throw open the doors of his sky vault. Say this with me. My God is throwing open the doors of his sky vaults. Gloria Copeland says this. She says, heaven always has a good economy. She went on to say, that's where we receive from. It doesn't matter, Gloria says, what's happening in the earth. For we are not receiving it from the earth. We're receiving it from heaven. (laughs) Oh, man, you could run around the building on that statement right there. It's so good. I think I'll read the last part again. It doesn't matter what's happening in the earth. We're not receiving it from the earth. We're receiving it from where? We're receiving it from his vast resources. Glory to God. Lord, help us to develop a mindset of abundance. Help us to have an abundance mentality. All of us, Lord. May we be enlarged in these days in our spirit. May we make room in our lives for greater revelation of your abundant compensation and your great reward for those who walk by faith and for those that have been faithful and those that will not compromise their covenant but stay consistently as the righteousness of God moving in the things of God. Amen. Say it with me. I believe that and I receive it. I receive. Thank you, Lord Jesus. So como shekelite. Ah, we lose shokolamatia. We loose that, Lord. We loose that abundance into the hands of the righteous. We loose that. Hokoletia. Ha ha la mokole. Loose it. Loose in the name of Jesus. You said you've given us the power to get it. So we get it right now. We loose it. And we thank you, Father, for it. In the name of Jesus. Amen. You don't need to look at this one, but Psalms 121 verse 2 says in the NIV, 
It says, My help comes from the Lord, for He is the maker of heaven, and He is the maker of earth. And so we learn from our father Abraham the absolute tenacious attitude of him being our provider. Abraham was asked to do a very, very difficult thing. He was asked to offer up his son Isaac, whom that seed would continue through. And so Abraham rose up early in the morning. He saddled his donkey. And he said to those when he was leaving, the lad and I will go yonder and we'll we'll worship and we will come back again. This was a man of faith. And so he placed his son upon the altar. And he was ready to fulfill and to do the request of his commander-in-chief. Because he knew, because of covenant, that if necessary, that God would raise him from the dead. He knew that. The Bible says he received him in a figure. Okay. So in verse 7 and verse 8 of Genesis 22, set it up, let's take a look. Genesis 22, verse 7 and 8. Say it with me, the Lord will provide. The Lord is providing. The Lord has provided. The Lord shall provide. And he's providing for me right now. So in summation of verse 7 and 8, here's what basically the lad was saying. But where is the lamb for the burnt offering? And here's what Abraham's reply was. My son, (laughs) God will provide. When questions come to our mind, when doubts and fears try to allure us away from our covenant, this is what we must say and should say regularly. Where's the money going to come from? How are you going to make it here? What are you going to do if that doesn't happen? My God. God will provide. Say it with me real strong twice. God will provide. One more time. So he said, my son, God will provide himself. He will provide himself a lamb for a burnt offering. What are we going to do? How are we going to make it? He is the provider. He is the provider of your healing. He is the provider of your joy. He is the provider of anything and everything that you will ever need. Notice with me in verse 13. And Abraham lifted up his eyes. And what did he do? He looked. Notice with me, he lifted up his eyes. He was looking in the right place. If we're going to see the full provision and have an 
insight and great revelation of our God being our provider, we must keep our eyes on him and not on each other. You know, if if you were given $10 million today, I cannot put my eyes on you because you are not my source. You may be a channel through which the source may flow through. But as soon as any pastor or any member or anybody anywhere places their eyes on a man, they are opening themselves up for great disappointment. You can't put your eyes on a doctor. Your God can flow through a doctor. He can flow through a doctor. But ultimately, your source of health, your source of strength is not being on the treadmill for three hours a day. It's not lifting iron all day long. He is the strength of my life. Come on, somebody. He is the strength of my life. He is the joy of my salvation. He is the health of my countenance. He is my light. Woo, glory to God. Okay. And so Abraham lifted up his eyes. Behold the lamb. And he looked. And behold, behind him, a ram caught in a thicket by his horns. And Abraham went out and took the ram and offered him up for a burnt offering instead of his son. So the ram showed up. Did Abraham know the ram was going to show up? No. He just stayed fixed on him. And the one who said he will provide, provided the ram. But here's the principle. He lifted up his eyes in faith to his source. Looking unto Jesus. The author and the finisher of our faith. And so what did Abraham do? By faith... He looked away from the natural into the realm of the supernatural. That's where your help comes from. He looked to his provider. And as that provision came, immediately he called the name of that place, Jehovah Yireh. Jehovah Yireh. Jehovah Jaira sounds better in a song. The message says that Abraham named that place God Yireh, and I love how it says that the God who sees to it. He's the God who sees to it. <laughs> Say it with me. God provides. And my Father 
He sees to it. The Amplified, let's pull that verse up in verse 14, the Amplified, because I, I want to make a, a very important point here, and I don't want to just rush through this. I want, I want you to see this. This is covenant talk here. you got a covenant with God. In, um, I believe it's uh, verse uh, 14, if we could look there. So Abraham called the name of that place the Lord will provide as it is said to this day on the mount of the Lord it will be provided let's keep that up there just for a moment on the mount of the Lord it will be provided listen to this statement the very act of Abraham's willingness to offer up his only son for God what this did is it initiated a covenant obligation by God to offer up His only Son for us. What a covenant we have with a covenant-keeping God. What am I saying? I'm saying that Jesus became the source of everything we would ever need. Now let's talk just for a few more moments. We're not going to talk real long tonight. I want you to think about these things. Meditate on these scriptures. Write them down. But let's talk just for a few moments tonight about the goodness of God. The goodness of your provider. Let's look at Psalm 31. Verse 19, I want to I look at that in the NIV, New International Version. We're, gonna, we're going someplace on Wednesday night, guys. Okay. We may not have hundreds here, but you that are here, you're in for a double portion. Oh, yeah. <laughs> you're, you're in for a blessing. And some of you had to battle and you had to fight fatigue and you had to fight traffic to get here. You might have had to fight a couple demons, but God's going to give you double for your trouble. <laughs> Sammy, I'm getting double for my trouble. Keith Hershey taught a message years ago called Double is Doable. You better believe it's doable. I almost called him on the phone today. I was getting ready to go work out. And I, I got to thinking, what a mess that guy is. <laughs> I was going to call him on the phone and say, Keith, you are really a mess, but you have a message. <laughs> we kid around with each other. I had to get him back for my driving in San Francisco. <laughs> Psalm 31, verse 19, NIV says... How great is your goodness, which you have stored up for those who just kind of casually go about their life in God. No, those who fear you, those who reverence you, which you bestow in the sight of men on those who take refuge in you. So here's the thought. The more that we realize how good He is, 
the more that I realize just how good he is, the easier it will be for us to see him as our ultimate provider and our source. You just got to know how good he is. During the course of the day, remind yourself of his goodness. Just raise your hand up and say, God, you're so good to me. You are awesome. You are so good. Thank you, Lord, for what you did. Thank you, Lord. You are so good. He is Jehovah the good. Goodness is his nature. Now let's look at this word great. How great, that word great, everyone say great. Great. How great is your goodness. Did you know that word great in the Hebrew is abounding? It's abundant. And it is exceedingly. How abounding, how abundant, how exceeding is your goodness. And in the Hebrew there, the word goodness is prosperity, goods, property, supply, and provision. So how abundant is your prosperity? How abundant are your goods? How abundant is your supply and your provision to me? Listen to this statement. Good, in the widest sense of the word, good to the furthest extreme. He's good beyond what we can ask or think. The Telahim which is written in Hebrew, which the sages read. When we were in Israel years ago, we were with Billy Brim, and we visited some sages, we visited some rabbis, and they had the stone edition. And in the Hebrew, uh, you, le- you read from, is it right to left? And so they have a beautiful translation, especially of the old. But in the Telahim, it says this, The abundant which God will bestow upon the righteous is beyond the power of mortal man to describe. The psalmist can but explain how abundant. How abundant. In other words, it's beyond the power of mortal men to describe. Remember Moses, when he went before the Lord and he said, please show me your glory. Show me your glory. I want to I see your glory. And the Lord said, here's what I'm going to do. I will make all of my goodness pass before you. And I will proclaim the name of the Lord before you. And I will be gracious to whom I will be gracious. And I will have compassion on whom I will have compassion. He says, my glory, my goodness. In other words, heavy with everything good. 
is yours. Now think for a moment about the greatest thing that God can do in your life. Think about the greatest thing that he could do right now in your present circumstance. Think about the greatest thing, the deepest desire of your heart. Think about the greatest. And understand this, that his goodness is greater still. No wonder, he said, that he would do superabundantly, far over and above all we dare ask or think, infinitely beyond our highest prayers, desires, thoughts, hopes, or dreams. Oh, I love it, don't you? Yes. The psalmist said this, Every thing, good thing I have comes from you. Amen. Hallelujah. Amen. Every good thing. And then let's look at this one. Psalm 34. And notice in verse 8 through 10. Psalm 34, verses 8 through 10. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Glory, glory, glory. God is good to me. God is good to you. Hallelujah. He can't help but be good. Woo. And here's what we're doing tonight. Friends, Psalm 38, 8 through 10, 34, 8 through 10. Here's what we're doing. Oh, taste and see that the Lord is good. Blessed is the man that trusts in him. Fear the Lord, you his saints, for there is no want to them that fear him. The young lions do lack and suffer hunger, but they that seek the Lord. Come on now. Stay with me just a few more moments. This isn't a two-hour message, but they that seek the Lord. They that seek the Lord. They that fear the Lord. They that acknowledge Him. They that put in first place. The Lord is my shepherd and I shall not want for any. Woo, are you a seeker tonight? Do you fear the Lord tonight? Yes, I do. Oh, have you tasted of the Lord and seen that He is good? Yes, I do. <laughs> he, he is good. Woo! He's good all the time. He's good to you, Jamar. He's got some good things in store for you. Keep serving Him. Keep, keep fearing Him. Keep seeking Him. Woo! And you'll be qualified. <laughs> oh my 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 we just got to go there look at psalm 23 verse 6 <laughs> Woo, hallelujah psalm 23 and verse 6 this is life folks this is ministering life to you this is not for people that are anti-abundance this is for people that are pro-word, pro-faith, pro-God. That's right, pro-God, pro-word. Amen? This is for people that hold fast their profession. Psalm 23, 
Verse 6. Oh, I love this verse. Surely. Surely goodness and mercy shall follow Sabrina Richardson all the days of her life. And she's going to dwell in the house of the Lord forever. And surely goodness will follow you, 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 you and me. All the days. All the days of your life, Justin. Ha ha. Your last days are going to be better than former days, Tony. Woo! Glory to God. <laughs> Strength for the last days. Hallelujah. That's God being good to you. When you got strength, whoa. So surely goodness and mercy shall follow us all the days of our life. We'll dwell in the house of the Lord forever. The word follow in the Hebrew means pursue and to chase after. When he says goodness and mercy are following us, that means goodness and mercy, Nance, are hunting you down. (laughs) They're chasing after you, Ronnie. You don't have to pursue the blessings. The blessings are pursuing you. And so tonight he's pursuing and chasing after all of us with his goodness and with his provision and his supply. Stand to your feet if you would. And we're going to close with this phrase tonight as Pastor Tom comes. All that men here in Hayward, all that men and women right here in the Bay Area would give thanks to the Lord for his goodness. And for his wonderful works to the children of men. For he is satisfying the longing soul. And he's filling the hungry soul with goodness. Can we praise him just for a few moments? Can we just lift up our hands and thank him for his good plan. And good sleep tonight. And good food tomorrow morning. And good coffee in our cup and good eggs in our frying pan and good linguiça and good, good. A good game tomorrow night. Come on, somebody. Yeah.